Peace and blessings, family. This is the goddess behind the gab, Dim Chakras. I hope that you guys are enjoying these episodes just as much as I enjoy recording them for you. If no one has told you today, please allow me to be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And I hope that your week is filled with nothing but joy and peace, happiness, light, and love. And please make sure that you guys follow me on social media so that we can keep in touch, family. You can follow me on Instagram at Christian Brianna for your motivational minute each and every morning. That is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-B-R-I-A-N-A underscore. And let's get the conversation started over here on Twitter. You can follow me at Dim Chakras, D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Let's get into the episode. Peace and blessings, family. Hope that this message finds you well. I am super duper excited to be recording this episode because this will be the first of what I hope is many uh, of chakra conversations. And there will be a different objective for every chakra conversation. This was just something that I thought would be overall interesting, as well as the overall objective for this episode, I found to be very enlightening, giving just the overall experiences that have been happening within our culture within the past couple of weeks. Um, the Exonerated Five, When They See Us, actually um, is a docuseries that came out on Netflix, which has been the inspiration behind several conversations, which I've overly enjoyed having with you guys. I'm actually... Um, really kind of obsessed almost about that storyline and just kind of looking more into it. But from that has kind of geared several conversations that I've wanted to have and has really kind of overall shine light on the fact as though black men, again, don't really have the opportunity to open up their mouths even after something traumatic has happened, which is the reason for this episode. So I don't want to say not necessarily trauma uh, because each gentleman has gone through something, but I don't want to say that it was traumatic to their overall being. This episode has the objective to gift men the opportunity to begin the shadow work process. And before we get into the episode, we're definitely going to talk about some of the things that you'll be hearing within the episode so we can kind of clear up um, a couple of questions that people may have, more so a spiritual glossary of sorts. And that way, getting into the episode, you guys are, you know, for the most part, base educated on what you'll be hearing. And then you will hear me read off the six questions that I asked each king. Each king was assigned a color based on their personality in previous conversations. Each king was also gifted the idea of what I feel personally is their most misaligned chakra. And I also uh, gifted them a hertz. And we'll talk about that scale and what the hertz actually does for the meditation process, how it kind of gifts it an an enhancement, as well as it's just something interesting to listen to. And I gifted each king an affirmation as well. So this is just kind of a conversation without having a conversation. This is more so me asking questions, kind of gearing up the shadow work within them, gifting out this information, seeing how they receive it. We'll definitely do a follow-up episode to see how they react to hearing these things. I would love to do this with Queens as well. I actually surveyed several men and the four that responded to me in the way that they did, I found that these were super impactful to this conversation. And just I'm over overall excited to share it with you guys. 
Um, so before we actually get into the episode, let's talk about the education again, the spiritual glossary of some of the things that you'll be hearing in the episode. Um, I'll kind of give you guys some background on my shadow work and my spiritual journey, and then we'll get into the questions. Um, so the first thing we'll talk about is your actual chakra alignment and an exercise that I like to gift to any individual who wants to know what your chakras are, where your chakras are, um, how can I even think about a chakra is I want you to take your body, your physical being, and I want you to place it against a wall. And now that you're standing against this wall, I want you to take the back of your head and place it on the wall. And I want you to look straight forward. And this is where your imagination kicks in. I want you to think about a line that is going to run from the crown of your head through the soles of your feet. And it is a perfectly erect line. So it goes straight up and down, straight vertical, And it is within your spinal cord or your spinal alignment. So it's actually um, that space there. So when you think about your chakras, I want you to think about your spinal column and that line flowing directly through it. And within your spinal column are where the seven chakras each have an alignment. And through that alignment, and before I go any further, I want you guys to understand that your spine is pretty long. Um, your brainstem is actually attached to your spine and that goes all the way down through your coccyx, coccyx, sorry, which is your butt bone and your, you actually have a butt bone, but it's directly down the middle again. So your chakras run through that line and through that line, believe it or not, um, there are actually some truly important glands and even organs that are affected when your chakras are either in full alignment or or are in misalignment and what it will do to your body and that is something we can have an episode on as well because to be honest spiritual blockages are something that I find really interesting because I myself go through spiritual blockages at times so when I have a cold or at times where I have a headache at times where uh, even if my eyesight is a little blurry I have some ringing in my ears Um, even in those moments, TMI, um, in moments where I've had a yeast infection, I will first literally go and think to myself, okay, is there a misalignment within my body? Am I being kind of hypersexual? Am I overdoing it with like just overall things that I'm trying? Am I being impulsive? What is my body trying to tell me? Um, your chakras are in direct alignment with that. So if you guys want more information on that, definitely let me know because we can do a full episode on that. As well as this episode, um, in doing this with the four kings, I would love to do this with four queens as well. Four just kind of worked out. I wanted to survey maybe about 10 men, but I realized that in the responses that I was getting from several men, they weren't as uh, transparent as I thought they would be, which is fine because you don't want to kind of push anybody into transparency. You kind of just want it to happen. And these kings um, were at different levels of transparency, to be honest. And I just thought that it was really, really dope to to see that. Um, so your chakra alignment, getting back on to the topic, uh, we're starting at your root chakra and your root chakra is literally, um, right there at your coccyx or at your, your butt bone and that's your grounding. So when you think of your root chakra, root grounding to the ground, root, like a tree there. And then right above that, you have your sacral chakra and your sacral chakra, um, is one that kind of deals with your emotions, intimacy, sex, things of that nature. And, at that point, you're dealing with more so like not necessarily your groin area, but where your genitals are. So it's that um, that area there. Your solar plexus, which is 
probably, to be honest, if I had to have a favorite chakra is my ultimate favorite. And that just kind of deals with identity and overall just your personal, uh, your personal power. And that is your gut and your gut feeling that, that gut feeling that we always talk about, like in knowing, like your intuition, knowing something is right. It's right then and there. And I overall just, I, I love that. Uh, your heart chakra, which is self-explanatory, is really in alignment with the heart. And again, that deals with love and relationships. And then you have your throat chakra, which I find to be overall interesting when it comes to communication. Because sometimes when I've done the absolute most, and even in past times where I was this angry being and arguing a lot, I would realize that my throat would hurt. And I actually used to suffer from strep throat often and again during reflection I realized that sometimes when I was just really kind of like slick out the mouth that was creation's way of telling me like you need to shut the fuck up um so I think that that's kind of interesting then you have your third eye chakra um which is at your forehead it's literally right in between your eyes and that kind of is your not kind of it is your intuition and just overall clear perspective and that's just how you look at things how you look at life how you solve problems that is a huge part And then you have your crown chakra, which is directly at the top of your head. So where that line kind of starts to flow through your body. And that's just the connection to the universe, God, your overall spirit. So people who are religious and um, focus on one religion or even those who are spiritual, it's kind of where the idea of creation overall, um, your love for whoever your, your deity or your higher being is, that's kind of where that focus lies, which makes perfect sense because a lot of the time when you're acting off of things, um, you you go with your religion. You you think about those things. So those are your chakras. Um, something else that you hear throughout the episode is called the soulful geohertz. And I always have a problem with pronouncing that. And sometimes, and I honestly think that I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. It's just the easiest way for me to get it out of my mouth. And basically, it's a frequency scale. And basically... Um, which each part of the scale gives you is a different level of not necessarily volume, but it's literally the frequency that you're hearing. So some are a bit more high pitch. It's an octave. Um, some are, are a bit more high pitch. Some are a lot lower. And each of them um, are combined with Gregorian chants a lot of the time if you find them. You can also find them attached to sound bowls. A lot of this is found in like your Google Music. Uh, I don't, I think it's called like your Google Play and um, your Apple Music. You can find these all. And if you guys want some pretty dope links to them, I will definitely post a couple for you guys on both Instagram and Twitter so that you guys can listen to them. I do have a couple favorites. I am kind of biased in that um, just because they bring me the most peace. So if you guys are interested in hearing those, I can gift those to you as well. And um, they they do different things. So you'll hear about four and we can have a full episode on them and then what they sound like and what I use each of them for and how I kind of keep myself in alignment when it comes to listening to them and how each of them um, not go hand in hand with a chakra, but they do help. So certain uh, certain octaves on the scale definitely do help when trying to get your chakras back into realignment. Um, Another thing with dealing with your chakras that I apologize for not mentioning previously is that there are times where your chakra can be hyperactive or hypoactive. So hyperactive means that your chakra is kind of working in overdrive, either trying to get itself back into alignment or it's just out of control. Like that part of you just kind of really needs some help. And then hypoactive means that it's not working hard enough. It's kind of 
either being neglected or it's just not receiving the attention that it should. Either way, whether it be hyper or hypo, it's misaligned. So again, um, the overall objective for tonight is just to, or for this episode, I'm recording it at night. The overall objective is just to kind of have a conversation um, to begin the shadow work. And if you guys are interested, answer these questions for yourself and kind of get the conversation started. See what it does for you. See if you can kind of figure it out. And basically what I did, um, I asked the six questions kind of based on parts of a person that I know, even for myself, were kind of hard for me to answer. They were hard for me to deal with. They were hard for me to kind of figure out. Um, Not because I didn't, you know, have the opportunity to figure them out. I definitely had time to think about it. But it's like, if I think too far into this, I'm going to feel a certain type of way. So there are questions dealing, you know, with sexual repression. And not that we, that these kings or myself are sexually repressed in a manner of it's like we won't do it or we can't do it or we feel like it's just not right it's just that there's a sexual repression within black people I feel um and their answer was basically the same overall um and I think it just has something to do with just discomfort we'll talk about it I'm pretty sure you guys get it from what I'm saying. Um, but I also kind of think it's just the idea of masculinity. When you think about masculinity, you don't go this route. It's kind of like, no, that's not for the, uh, heterosexual male. So we had some questions around or a question around sexuality. We had a question around control. Um, we had a question around mental health, physical appearance, boundaries, And then I asked them to ask me a question. So that will be the end of the segment or the end of this episode where you guys will hear me answer the questions from each king. And I am calling that segment to answer your question. So that was a question. There were no bounds. There were no holds bar. They could literally ask me anything. And the questions, to be honest, are about the same. Um, and some of them are really good. And one came from uh, a king who asked some really good questions. So I'm really excited to delve into that part. But we are going to go ahead and get into the questions. Um, I'm going to kind of break down how I decided to go about um, the assignment of each portion in which I've decided to gift them. Um, we're going to read the answers to their questions. And then again, we're going to get into the so to answer your question segment. So before we get into the shadow work questions or the introduction to shadow work questions that I asked each king, uh, I told you guys that I would kind of, you know, introduce you to my shadow work and kind of what I'm doing for myself. So shadow work is the overall starting process to healing and Basically, again, it just kind of makes you go back to those places that you really don't want to revisit to try to figure out why you're triggered or why you react in the way that you do. I started my spiritual journey about two years ago, to be honest, and it was a very hard place to be. I'm suffering from several uh, mental conditions in which I was diagnosed and then medicated for back years ago I'm 25 now so I think it was maybe like seven or eight years ago when I first received medication uh, for post-traumatic stress disorder chronic depression anxiety panic attacks 
and a slight amount of obsessive compulsive disorder. I was also tested for bipolar disorder and multiple personality disorder, all of which uh, were inconclusive for the most part, except for post-traumatic stress disorder, chronic depression, anxiety, pan- and panic attacks. The obsessive compulsive disorder, I couldn't get with. And the bipolar disorder, I feel like everybody is just slightly bipolar, but whatever. Um, after being on medication for a fairly long time, too long for me to be comfortable with, I decided to stop taking my medication, which could have been fatal, which is something that my psychiatrist told me. Uh, but I just decided to do it and I decided to take the holistic approach to healing, which is when I started to do the shadow work. And in the shadow work, I found several things, uh, especially getting behind my parents' divorce, the miscarriage of my first child at 16, uh, and a couple other things was kind of gearing up why I was, fa- you know, feeling the way that I was feeling and acting the way that I was. So it, 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 it's a journey. I won't say that it was a journey. It's a journey. You really sometimes think that you're done healing. You're never really fully, uh, completely healed from something until it really doesn't bother you anymore. Like at all, when you don't find yourself being passive aggressive about certain situations, uh, when you find yourself in a better place, when you don't find like even in the slightest bit, it makes your eye twitch. So until you get to the point where you're really fully over it, you're not fully over it. So um, that's kind of shadow work in such a harsh definition. The questions that I asked each king uh, kind of geared up the shadow work because, again, we dealt with six questions or really five questions and then a question for myself um, just to kind of get into the mind of a man so that we could kind of give some uh, inclusion so that we could work together because I also think that that is super duper important just in the overall um, idea of black men and women being able to get together and have successful relationships, friendships, and overall business relationships and bonds is just to be able to converse with one another with no boundary um, in reference to what can be asked. Now, what will be answered is something totally different, but to be comfortable enough with the person to be able to ask them things, I feel like it's super duper important, especially because really in the end, we all we got. But I'm going to get off that tangent and say that the five questions and the sixth question for myself um, start as last time you felt fully in control of a situation. That's the first question. The second question is when was the last time you felt completely helpless? The third question is, are there any boundaries with you sexually that you refuse to compromise on? And if so, why? The fourth is, what about your physical appearance would you change? And the fifth is, what about your mental health would you like to adjust in order to be more at peace? How are you attempting to attain it? And the sixth, of course, was, what is one question you have for me as a woman? And there is no limit to this question. So first we're going to uh we're gonna start with our king who was assigned the color orange and he i don't want to share names just for that reason i didn't even ask if it was okay to disclose names because i had no intention on doing so and this king was actually a king that i started following on twitter not too long ago and i just followed him because content was like really really dope and i enjoy him i enjoy just kind of watching what he posts and he's just he's really in tune with himself so when he was answering these questions and i'm watching him as he's sending them back and i'm reading them i'm like no this makes perfect sense so i think that in reference to referring to each king i will refer to you by the color assigned and i have reasons for each um so this king i assigned the color orange so king orange uh you have me uh inspired 
when I think of you, I'm inspired by the color of or- color orange due to just the overall idea of what orange represents. Again, each king was assigned the color based on their personality from my standpoint, just because I'm the one gifting the interview. Um, and what color I think about when I think of them. So just overall conversation, overall, like the, you know, relationship or acquaintanceship that we have. And so King, your color orange, um, even based on conversation makes perfect sense to me because orange represents stimulation, expression, and endurance. And you overall are that gentleman just by your overall like internet presence. You seem to have a lot of that going on. Um, And then even again, in your answers, it really made me feel like when you were answering them, I'm like, no, orange makes perfect sense for this king. So the first question I asked our king who's represented by the color orange was the last time you felt fully in control of a situation. And he said, kind of every day with my kids, but a particular situation, last time I had sex with my sub, I'm a dom, so control comes with the territory, which again, makes perfect sense. That overall stimulation, that expression, and that endurance. Um, I asked him, when was the last time you felt completely helpless? He said, helpless was when my father had a heart attack and I was sitting in the hospital. And I I couldn't imagine. That is something that I'm not able to express any type of empathy with because I have never been there. Um, that's a scary thing. That, that's very, very scary. And I would love to know if your father is still alive and um, how's he healing? How is he? How are you? The boundaries question, which was pretty interesting. Um, his reply was scat blood and race play and I think that is no that makes perfect sense I I'm with I'm with you on those boundaries I I can't um I can't say that I disagree at all the fourth question I asked was about his physical appearance and he stated just want to get back in shape like I used to be and the last question was uh his mental health and I asked him what about your mental health would you like to adjust in order to be more at peace and how would or how are you attempting to attain it and he said I'm pretty good I've been through a whole lot in life but I'm happy and I don't feel like it hinders me so when I thought about his misaligned chakra I feel like overall he's pretty much aligned like based on his questions although the answers were somewhat vague compared to some of the other answers that I received I honestly feel like this was him being honest um, so I would just, again, keep an eye on them. I would ask that you consider just keeping an eye on your overall alignment anytime that you're kind of feeling a little off or indifferent. You just kind of want to go back and kind of, you know, check in with yourself. I do, um, when I think about your BDSM activity, I think that maybe you should watch your sacral chakra, given that sometimes that can become kind of hyperactive in those situations, you seem like you have a pretty good grip on control, so I think that that's overall just really dope. Uh, but I would just watch that. And the hurts that I have assigned for you, King, um, is 852. So 852 hurts, which helps with returning spiritual order, which helps with embracing 
um, your overall spirit. So again, if ever you feel yourself just kind of shifting, I ask that you consider taking some time to just kind of reflect. Meditation doesn't have to be you sitting still, sitting Indian style, humming to yourself. It could just be moments where you um, have the opportunity to kind of shut your brain off for a second, even for five minutes, so you're not necessarily working on something. And you're able to kind of fully focus on what that is in front of you. But again, you don't have to like sit still. This could be while you're walking, jogging, exercising, masturbating, those different things. Again, this is me being 110% honest. Um, Helping to just kind of realign yourself. So if you take the time to listen to 852, it's a pretty low hertz. But I thoroughly enjoy listening to it. Uh, Your affirmation, King, is I am enough as I am. And I feel like incorporating that into your everyday activity would just kind of hype you up just a little bit more. Like you are your own hype man. Like when I see you, when I think of you, you are your own hype man. And I really, really, really overly enjoy you and who you are as a person. And I thank you for sending in your questions. Again, orange, stimulation, expression, and endurance. Your misaligned chakra you're pretty much in line. Just maybe keep an eye on your sacral chakra in those moments where you are experiencing those um, BDSM interactions. Your hertz is 852 hertz, which helps with returning spiritual order. And your affirmation, King, I am enough as I am. So the next King, uh, we will refer to as King Brown. And I know that sounds really... uh, awkward when somebody you know when you think about somebody and you think about a color that represents them why would the color brown represent a person um and if you really take time to do the research uh, I really really kind of sat down and I read over each answer multiple times to really encompass each king in a way where I felt like it makes sense um brown really just explains this king in a way overall and um, the color brown just represents wholesomeness and security and stability. And in the answers to his questions, I feel like that is something that you have attained previously, which you are attempting to attain again, whether it be overall or whether it be that you just kind of slipped in certain aspects of overall stability and you're just trying to regain that. You just are a wholesome individual like you are whole like one person and you have even expressed in the answers to your questions that just with a couple revisions and moving around a couple kinks you'll be good to go uh the first question was the last time you felt fully in control and you stated the last time I felt fully in control was probably four years ago when I finally became fully independent I had a great job my own place and everything Again, that security and that stability. The second question I asked was the last time you felt completely helpless. And you stated that the last time you felt completely helpless was when you got pulled over by the police and was illegally searched back in 2012 when you were on your way to take a final. That in itself, I could not imagine. Again, that is not something that I have any empathy with because I've never experienced the overall fear of being pulled over and feeling like my life was in danger. I have been gifted by creation enough, uh, I don't want to say strength. Strength is not the the proper word for it. Just the overall uh, trust that I instill in the officer pulling me over that he's just doing his job and that they won't pull their weapon on me. Uh, 
I don't know if I should be that trustworthy, but for the most part, it's worked in my favor. I am really sorry that you had to experience that. And I would love to know how you deal with police going forward. How how did that affect that overall uh, interaction with police? Um, how do you feel about law enforcement? How do you feel about the things that have been going on in our culture recently? What do you think would have happened if you had reacted different? How did you react? I have a couple questions about that. So I would I would love to talk to you about that. The third question, um, again, was, are there any boundaries with you sexually that you refuse to compromise on? And if so, why? You stated that you're not into anything involving your ass. <laughs> the exact the exact answer is yes. I'm not into anything involving my ass. I'm not knocking anyone who is into that. But as a man, I don't entertain pegging or whatever else people do. Which makes sense. A lot of guys. I know a lot of kings who are just like, listen, I'm with everything else. Do not touch my ass. I get it. I I get it. And again, I think that it's just not something that when you think of a heterosexual male, you think of anything regarding any type of stimulation with his anus. I will say, I won't say it. Uh, I get it though. I get it. That's not, I was going to say something, but I didn't want it to make it come off as if I was trying to like sway the way that you think about it. But, um, I get it. And I get your, your unwillingness to compromise. I hear it a lot. So I get it. Uh, the fourth question was, what about your physical appearance? Would you change? And I loved your answer. Wouldn't change a thing to sound cliche, but I love the skin I'm in. I love that. I love the fact as though you are a black king and you love everything about you. I love that. I love your answer to that. Um, the fifth question was, what about your mental health? Would you like to adjust in order to be more at peace? How are you attempting to attain it? And you stated that you would like to be able to reflect on past situations that give you a negative trigger and cause you to act a little aggressive. Um, You stated that seeking a therapist for it, but in the interim, you just try to work out or listen to music, normally R&B from the 90s, in order to relax you, which I think is dope. Your answer is something that I have tried to... Um, express to other kings who state that they are sometimes going through something and although finding a therapist first of all let me say that finding a therapist is not easy at all you don't just go searching online like okay yeah they look cool I'm gonna go ahead and you know go to them and you know tell them my business that's not how that works the same way that you develop a relationship with your doctor is more so the same way you develop a relationship with your therapist. So I think that that's super duper important. And that while in the interim, like you stated, you do have things that, you know, assist you with the overall, um, getting it together. When you realize that you're triggered or you're feeling a little bit aggressive towards something, you do have something that kind of assists you with that trigger. So I think that that's amazing. I think that that's really dope. And I'm really proud of you for that King. Um, the misaligned chakra that I have for you is your root chakra. I feel like it's kind of hypoactive, um, because it sounds like you're just kind of searching to regain full stability. So it's not stating that it's fully slipped from you, like you don't have control. I just think that right now it's probably not to, um, it's not at the spot where it was, which is kind of causing you to feel a little bit, again, misaligned. Like in certain parts of your life, you know that you have control. It's just that you haven't fully grasped it again yet. So I feel like at this point in your life, you're probably in kind of like the planning stages, which is um, which is dope. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Because once you get out of the planning stages, you know, you've executed everything as such. You fall into that maintaining portion. 
And that maintaining portion is super, you know, super important. So in doing that, I'll, I find that when my root chakra is just kind of misaligned, um, those are the moments where I feel it most, where I'm just kind of like, I wish I just had more control over the situation. I wish I could do, you know, more with this, or I'm going to do more with this. I just, you know, had to act off of it correctly and not impulsively and see what comes from that. Um, your hurts is 741, which deals with expressions and overall solutions, which will assist with the triggers. So it'll allow you to be able to express yourself a bit more to yourself. And then once you get into therapy, it should really assist with having the conversation. I feel like in even in your answers, there's nothing uh, misaligned with your throat chakra at all. Um, you communicate well, you communicate very well. So I don't think that there's any misalignment there if anything again I would say that you just kind of have a hypoactive root chakra at this point and um I don't want to say kick it into high gear but you know during your meditation process if any especially in those meditative times where you're working out um and listening to music like the R&B in the 90s if you want to kind of even and I've kind of delved more into research as well if you can find a 90s song or even just a song that you really like that is on that 741 scale because there are soulful geohertz within music if you can find them um attach that to a playlist and kind of rock out with that it might be songs that you've never thought that you would ever listen to but because the hertz is in the background um and given that your root chakra seems to be kind of hypoactive at this time um, it might, you know, coexist with one another, like hand in hand. And you might realize like, yo, this is my shit. So try, I would say that you, or ask that you consider trying that. Um, and again, I do have the sixth question for the, um, so to answer your question segment, the affirmation that I have for you, King is I am in control. You are in control. You know exactly what it is that you want to do. You know exactly what it is that you're trying to get to. And you do have a game plan and, Again, I am so very proud of you, King Brown. And I hope that your journey is is going well. So again, your colors brown. Wholesomeness, security, stability. That misaligned chakra, that root chakra. I really feel like it's a bit hypoactive right now. Like we can kick it in the high gear, we can get it going. Um, you hurt to 741, just that overall expression and kind of finding those solutions, that self-expression. Right now is super duper important and your affirmation is I am in control. I like you and I love you. This king here is someone super duper special. There have been several episodes in which he's been a guest and his overall story has been very touching. And even in conversations with him, I just enjoy speaking with you, king. You are truly truly amazing and I love you and I like you and I just see some amazing things amazing things happening for you like within the near future because you you are working so hard on your spiritual journey and you are not afraid to ask questions and I love that and you you just have a certain love about you that when you are able to gift it to all those around you family friends lovers whomever you are going to love in a light that is just beautifully beaming just overall i have i have no fear in your overall outcome you you are beautiful your color is blue king and blue represents truth wisdom 
intelligence, and stability. And I think that that represents you to the T. You are a super honest individual. You speak your truth often. You are a very wise man, super intelligent, and trying to regain that stability after all you have experienced. The first question that I asked, of course, was the last time you felt fully in control of a situation. And you said today at work, which I thought was beautiful because even in those moments where we're doing the shadow work and we feel like, you know, it was five, ten years ago. Sometimes it's right there in front of us and we don't even realize it. Even if it was five minutes ago, it's five minutes in the past. And sometimes at that point will be the moment where we realize like, damn, that's when it started triggering me. Um. So that's dope, though. Today at work, that's really dope. The second thing was, when was the last time you felt completely helpless? And you said the day you moved into your new house. And I would love for you to elaborate on that. Because I don't know. I don't know what that means. And I'm really, really interested to find out. So if you are interested in sharing that, King, may we have that conversation The third thing, um, are there any boundaries with you sexually that you refuse to compromise on? And if so, why? And you stated, I refuse to allow any booty play on my end. (laughs) I'm just not comfortable with someone playing in my butt. (laughs) And I just think that's just, it's such an honest answer. And I just, I enjoy that. I enjoy how honest men are in general. Don't touch my ass. I, I enjoy that. And I think that that is something that I've heard so many men not compromise on or not, you know, are willing are not willing to compromise on that. That is the norm. And I ain't against it at all. Um, What about your mental health? I'm sorry. What about your physical appearance? Would you change? And you said you would like to be at least three to four inches taller and lose your belly being over six feet and still carrying 200 pounds on it. And then you sent me the emoji. Um, I think you look amazing. And that's just me hyping you up. But I, I really mean that. You you look amazing. I get it, though. We all have our, our, you know, gripes with ourselves. I myself do feel the same. I had weight loss surgery last year in March. And, like, parts of me are just not snapping back like the doctor said that they would. So I definitely, I get that. You I don't believe you've ever had weight loss surgery. I think that you just work out. You look really good. You look really good. But I get it, though. I, I definitely get it. Um. Again, you look good, King. What about your mental health? Would you like to adjust in order to be more at peace? How are you attempting to attain that, uh, attain it? And your answer was beautiful. Understanding that I am in control of me and what God has is for me. No, Nothing anyone can do to change that. I love that. I love that you have taken overall control over your situation. You and your higher power are the two people who are fully in control right now of what you're doing, the overall goal that you're attempting to attain, how you're working on that in order to regain your peace. You have taken the utmost, not just control, but responsibility for it. And I love that. I love, love, love that. And your question for me, I, of course I have, um, Of course I have. Um, You stated that in order for you to be able to attain it, you said that you would say that you need to keep journaling daily um, to help keep you at peace and continuously spending time with God and prayer. And prayer is something that I haven't done in a very long time. But when I was um, under the 
uh, religion of Christianity, prayer was something that I did do often. And even sometimes now people will ask for intercedence and I will, I I have no problem with interceding with the person. I have no problem with being in on prayer circles, you know, touching and agreeing, as long as the intent there is not malicious at all. And, you know, we're praying for healing or help, um, better understanding, strength, those things. I have no problem with joining in on those circles. So the fact is though, you can, um, you're just, you're really in tune with your mental right now. And we've had conversations after I even sent you this survey and you, you, you're, you're just, you're on the money and I'm really, really proud of your process and everything that you have going on and how focused you stay and how you do things for all the right reasons and how you are just, you're on this journey and I see you going and I love that. I love, I love, 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 love just everything that you're doing right now and just how transparent that you've been. And I thank you for your transparency. I thank each and every king for, you know, your transparency um, and how transparent you guys have been. Again, I do have your sixth question, which is for me, for the, um, well, to answer your question segment. Your misaligned chakra king, I believe, is your solar plexus, which right now is hypoactive. Um, Get in tune with you. You're working on the correct path. So you're definitely on the correct path to, to get it done. And you know exactly what it is that you want. I just feel like right now, um, you're, the gut feeling that you have, you a lot of the time you're questioning that. And I feel like, again, it's something that I say often. And I thank my spiritual sister so much for the confirmation in um in which I've received the message that what you want is on the other side of fear. So King, I understand that you are afraid. I understand that every day is something different. And it's not necessarily a fear of failure. It's that you've done this before and you don't know what the outcome would be if you were to do it again. Please do not stop what you're doing because you are on the correct path and you are getting it done. Again, I am so proud of you. Uh, your hertz is 528, which helps to return DNA to its original state. It increases life's energy, um, the ecstatic state, and just deep inner peace. And I feel like that's what that's your goal. That that is something that we've talked about, and you stated that that those are things that you want to work on. Um, using those hertz during your moments of prayer, I feel like will really kind of enhance your overall mood. Hopefully, so um, I ask that you consider doing that. And your affirmation, King, is I have the power to facilitate change. Point blank, period. I have the power to to facilitate change because, sir, you have the power to get it done. You are killing it right now, King. You are killing it. And I'm so, so very proud of you. So this, King, I actually spent the most time on in reflecting before I I could go any further your answers your I don't want to say your answers your responses to these questions were so transparent before I go any further king let me say that I love you I love you I love you you are a kindred spirit that I know that I met in a past life I don't know if we fought in war together I don't know if you were my brother I don't know if you were the neighbor I don't know who you were but that spirit I intertwined with one so strong on such a sibling-like level King you are amazing and I just I thank you I thank you for your transparency and who you are overall. 
and I love you. I truly, truly love you. I asked you the last time you felt fully in control of a situation. And you said the last time that you fully felt in control of a situation. I'm sorry. King, your color is maroon. And that color resonates with you something fierce, okay? Ambition, creative thought, passion, power, risk. You are the color maroon. It you you you're maroon. That's that's who you be. Don't don't question it any further. <laughs> that's who you be. Uh I asked you the last time you felt fully in control of a situation, you stated when you stop suppressing your true feelings. And I would like to read his question, his uh, responses verbatim, because these were so very, very honest. The last time I felt fully in control of a situation is when I stopped suppressing my true feelings. When I took ownership of some of the dreadful things I experienced and felt for people and confessed them to those same people, everything changed. I was able to get a huge weight off of me and it also relaxed those around me. People's expectations of me lessened and their neediness reduced drastically. I was able to move at my own pace again and not beat and not the beat of someone else's drum. Nepotism? Even in the sense of like a spiritual nepotism where you are doing things for people based off of the fact as though that they are just them. Like I am gifting you the amount of strength that I have when I have nothing left for myself solely because you are my cousin or you are my brother. You are my best friend. You are somebody I hold near and dear to me for those reasons will drain us of all things good king so the fact that you caught on to that and you were able to be honest with not just yourself but those around you and whom your actions were affecting is a beautiful beautiful thing the second question i asked you was the last time you felt helpless and this king you 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 hit me with a heart when you said the the last time i felt helpless is when my daughter passed I wasn't ready at all to be a parent, but I was dedicated to stepping up and giving her all I had in me to make provisions for her. Scrambling for resources, benefits, and other childcare needs was hard, but when I finally was able to accomplish those things for her, she passed away at 11 days old. I felt defeated. The fatigue of struggling topped with the huge loss of my daughter almost took me out. But somehow I'm here and okay. Thank God for that. I learned valuable lessons from that and I'll hopefully get to elaborate on this. And I I do hope I live King. Let's talk. Let's talk. You I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And thank you. Thank you for that transparency. I witnessed the loss of a child at 16. Um, I had a miscarriage. I was not ready to be a parent. I was not scrambling for resources. So I can only empathize with you to a certain level. Um, and I sympathize with each and every one of these kings in a sense. I don't like for a man to experience pain at all because I feel like he has enough to endure within himself. That pain is just kind of like that icing on the cake. So I never like to see a black man in pain. I never like to see a man in pain, but I really hate to see a black man in pain. And I could only imagine. 
I thank you for your transparency. Um, the third thing I asked was your sexual boundary. And you stated the only boundary I have is no ass play. Again, this is something that has been pretty much the same thing all across the board. Um, I don't like the thoughts or feelings that come with that. One, I'm hella ticklish. And two, just not my thing. Can't see it ever being my thing. And that is honest. I I, I think even a lot of females, we're just not into it. It's, it's too tight back there. Like, listen. Don't touch my ass. <laughs> I get it. Uh, the fourth thing I asked you was, uh, what would you change about yourself physically? And you said that the one thing I would change is my stomach. I'm a truck driver who does quite a bit of very physical labor, but I only gain weight in one area of my stomach. That has always been an issue. Always an in-between size and shirt is stressful. I've changed a few habits to get this corrected, but I definitely hate how all my weight goes to one place. My dad was like this for a very long time. My dad lost a lot of weight. My dad used to weigh like three, I think at one point my dad was like 375. And I think now he weighs about 275. So he's lost about 100 pounds. My dad looks really good. Um, he still just kind of has like a little tummy. I think it's all just kind of on like how we're built. I think you look amazing, to be honest. Um, and that's not just because I love you. That's just overall. Again, each king that participated in this survey looks really, really good, guys. Like, really, really good. Now, this king here is taken, so you can't shoot your shot with this one. Uh, and some of them are working on themselves spiritually, so I wouldn't really recommend shooting your shot at this point. Don't know how far it would get you. Uh... But no, y'all some good looking kings. But I get it. I understand that. I definitely understand that, especially in the physical aspect of things. Um, the other question that I had is uh, your mental health. What would you like to adjust about your mental in order to reach inner peace? And what are you doing to attain that? And you said one mental health adjustment I made that helps is to stop praying for excess. What? King, listen, li and asking for better utility of what I have. I wanted to learn how to be just as effective with the means I have right now. I was never sure why I asked for more when I wasn't the best standard over the things I currently have. It turned me into being ridiculously greedy and slightly irresponsible. So I'm practicing stewardship and gratuity first before submitting more requests before God because some people who have everything are still very much unhappy. So I want to maximize my simplified life first by learning to appreciate it more wisely. When you are faithful over a few things, God will make you the ruler over many things. I believe that. I receive you 110% and I thank you for that confirmation. You did something for me at that point. Um, even when I was reviewing your answers or your response. I hate calling them answers. I'm sorry. Uh, when I was reviewing your responses, I'm just like, damn, this man, this king is on the money. And I love it. I love, I love, 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 love it. Um, again, King, your color is maroon. And your misaligned chakra, I feel, is your crown chakra. And I feel like right now it's hyperactive because what's happening is through your spiritual identity is what's kind of keeping you grounded. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong at all. I feel like that, although, is what's keeping your root chakra where it is. So they're kind of feeding off of one another. But your crown chakra at this point is kind of hyperactive. 
Um, I feel like your sacral chakra is kind of hypoactive with kind of aligning your emotions. You're definitely more in tune with your emotions. I feel like you you have a really good grasp on that. Um, once you're able to kind of get the two to a point where they're regulated, like you like you you really understand your triggers. You really do. It's just that right now you're in your shadow work journey, and I know that what is to come from this is so beautiful. So right now, with one being hyperactive and the other one being hypoactive, it makes perfect sense. I do hope that in your um your spiritual journey that you are able to align them because I feel like once aligned, you you can you're gonna make some shit shake. Okay, like. People better watch out because not only are you killing the game and what you do just um, as a black creative, you do so much just overall and I love you for it. And I just, I love who you are as a human being. And again, you are that Kendrick spirit and I appreciate you so very much. Your hurts is 417, 417. And that facilitates change that helps to clear trauma and destructive influences from past events. And I feel like that is where you are with your shadow work. You, you, you're you reflecting right now. And I've heard past interviews that you've been on or even um, in interviews that you've conducted when you're just being transparent and you're being honest, how um, previous experiences in your life have kind of shaped you to be who you are today. And although you do love a lot of parts of yourself, there are parts of you that you do wish that you could change. And I I love that you are just aware. Your awareness is something that um, assists. It really does assist in just overall getting you, uh, getting you back to a point where everything is together. And I feel like once you get there, you're going to be good to go. You're, you're going to be really really good to go uh i feel like your affirmation is one that you probably use often and that is my creativity overflows and the reason why i feel like that affirmation resonates so well with you is because on every other part of your journey you really have it down and your creative process as a creative is uh, very extensive. You are an amazing creative when it comes to content. You push out some of the most beautiful content I've ever had the opportunity to grace my ears. And I love you and I like you and I life you for what you are as a black creative. I just ask that you get creative or consider getting creative with how you deal with your triggers, how you deal with your spiritual journey. Get creative with that. You look so much at, um, the standard of things, which I feel like is super duper important because again, we, we do want to look at the baseline for it, but with the amount of creativity that you have, I feel like you could get very creative with your healing process, which will allow you more ownership over your emotions and your triggers, which will also assist you in making your spiritual journey more of yours um, and will allow you to kind of push yourself just a tad bit further than what you've done yourself while still giving you enough rope to come back if necessary so that 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 my creativity overflows because I feel like you could really get creative with your process and it's 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 gonna be a beautiful beautiful thing um your color is maroon king which represents ambition creativity 
um, creative thoughts, passion, power, and risk. Your misaligned chakra is your crown chakra at this point, which is just kind of hyperactive. Um, and the hypoactive chakra is your sacral chakra, which, help, which helps with um, realigning your emotions. Your hurts is facilitating change. Um, 417, facilitating change, clears trauma, and destructive influence from past events. And your affirmation is my creativity over So this is the last segment of the episode, which I am really excited for, to be honest. I didn't know what questions were going to come from this. So to have gotten the questions that I received um, and to have time to kind of reflect on them so that I could give an honest answer. To be honest, it's taken me about two days to record this episode. Normally, this gets done in a night. Yesterday, I just had a really hard day. I bought work home with me when I shouldn't have. And I took a couple things business related personally. um, And that's just me being honest. And I couldn't give the answers that I wanted to give during the night that I was recording. So I'm just glad that I'm in a better space now. Um, After meditating and talking it out with myself and coming to some conclusions about some things, I kept it pushing and to be honest with being patient and reflective and receptive of what creation had for me, it actually really worked out in the long run. So I feel a lot better. Um, But I did. I had time to reflect and to look at the questions. And these questions are pretty amazing questions, not because they came from men. And I don't think that men have the opportunity to uh, not the opportunity, the ability, excuse me, um, the ability to create pretty intuitive questions. It's just that a lot of the time men don't ask these intuitive questions because they don't feel like we're going to give an honest answer or that we're going to get offended. So when I told each king that there was no holds bar, you could just ask me whatever it was. I was just really glad that the questions that I got back weren't cliche questions or weren't your typical questions. And that these were questions that did really make me think for a second. So the first question, and these are in no particular order. Um, the first question of four is which has the deepest connection to your vagina, your heart or your mind and explain the connection between the two. So my heart, believe it or not, has a deeper connection with my vagina because that's where I hold a lot. So my mind is solely for like memories and for information that I need in order to live my life, basic instruction, things of that nature. My heart is the part of my body that I kind of call my filter before what I have filtered out of the numerous things that I'm thinking can reach my solar plexus or reach my gut in order for me to make a sound decision. So especially when it comes to partners, when I think of my vagina, I think about my overall health, but I also think about my sexual health and just partners like who I'm getting ready to lay with and that's where I make the decision is within my solar plexus and not really my heart but my heart has to do the filtering of what my mind has created so it really kind of coexists with one another however my heart definitely has a way deeper connection because again that's where I do the filtering of what I'm feeling 
So in my mind, I'm definitely feeling things like, let's say I meet a guy and I think that he is amazing. Or if I meet a girl, uh, if you guys listen to Best Friends Talking Shit, you guys know that I recently came out of the closet again for anybody who doesn't know. Um, I am a bisexual female. So if I have a male partner or female partner uh, sex with me, I, of course, well, I don't want to say of course, but people go through the casual sex stage of life, uh, their younger years or even in whenever. And... Um, at that point, you're just kind of like, you know, doing it to be doing it. And I definitely went through that. And I think that honestly, at that point is where I started to have the most problems, not with my vagina, but with like my head and my heart, because I wasn't leading with either. I was just kind of going with the flow and whatever happened, happened. So now that I am in a place where I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship, but I'm just, I'm chilling. I'm not doing anything. I'm just kind of relaxing. Um, even in like sexual encounters and there haven't been many over and that's me oversharing uh I've, it's just been my heart and my heart has actually saved me a lot of headache because I don't want to sleep with these guys it's just it's not what I want to do so my heart my heart definitely has a deeper connection um to my vagina than my head however it coexists with one another the second one is why is it so hard for women to appreciate a man that is willing to provide anything for them and has a good heart um i thought about this question a lot <coughs> excuse me and to be honest i think that it has a lot to do with how women are raised no matter if you come from a single family household or single parent household or if you come from uh, your mom and your dad Women are raised to be very independent. However, we are also to aspire to marriage. So it's a huge contradiction where it's, I'm going to prepare you to be a man's wife one day. However, in the meantime, in between time, I need you to not need a man. And when you finally find that man, accommodate yourself as such in order or govern yourself as such in order to accommodate him into your lifestyle. And to me personally, I think that that is the craziest shit in the world. It's how I was raised. I think that's how every woman is raised, to be honest. And correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like that is what it is. As young girls, we are given the dolls. We are given the dress up. We are given those things. Men are not given that. So when a man who is taught those things and taught those values in order to love a woman in the way that she is to be loved, you, you, you come across certain women. And it's not all women. So... And you put women in quotations, which I appreciate because it's not all women. It is that some women. And to be honest, if we speak on a spiritual level, a lot of the time we attract the total opposite of ourselves. And especially in moments where we are healers, because a lot of us, a lot of us, believe it or not, are healing individuals where it is our job to assist people in whether it be um, healing physically, doctors, nurses, lawyers, uh, doctors, nurses, lawyers, doctors, nurses, uh, physicians, uh, things of that nature. And then you have uh, mental healers who are more psychiatrists and psychologists. And then you have spiritual healers, which are just people, empaths, um, or just individuals who have the ability to kind of take on things and uh, just overall assist people with getting themselves together. Um, those are the people and those are the men. And these, there are so many men out here that are like that, who want to love a woman in the correct way. And you are attracting just the total opposite of of that so you you come across women who just are not what they should be in the time that you are meeting them they have the potential to become something better but we don't have time to continue to date based on potential i don't i don't have time for it you don't have time for it so i think to be honest it's that 
Um, I think that we just we don't know any better. And what we do know, we're afraid to put the guard down because we've been hurt. And I think hurt people hurt people. So it's it's just a chain. And somebody has to be the people to break it. I know that myself, I am, um, I'm not, I don't want to say guilty of a man providing anything for me and having a good heart and I, I don't appreciate him um, or it's hard for me to appreciate him. I think it's more so a fear to appreciate him in the fear of him leaving or him one day changing up and being somebody different. Um, my previous relationship was just that. I was in a relationship for eight years, almost eight years. And I'm sorry, almost seven years. And we were a match made in heaven at first. And this man would provide anything that I needed for him to provide, whether it be financially, um, whether it be sexually, really in those categories, because where I needed him emotionally and I needed him physically in some sorts, especially when I was pregnant, um, it, it just was a very stressful time. So what he was able to provide in ways where I was able to be accepting of it and then the ways that I actually needed for him to be um, a provider he wasn't able to so I was kind of um, sifting each of them out and just kind of accepting one for the latter of which I wasn't receiving Um, and it's just an overall fear I think that the older that we get, the more we have to realize that people have a past and that our past uh, kind of shapes our present. And then whatever we do in the present in order to maintain ourselves kind of affects how we um, diversify in the future, how how the people we come across in the future. If we don't maintain ourselves in the portion of which, our, which we need to heal in order to become better people, because we do want to become better parts, you know, better people, better parts of ourselves to be better versions of ourselves. Um, if we don't do it the right way, we'll just be that way for forever. And if we don't diversify that person, that person that we become by hanging out with people who are a lot like the person that we have become, you are who you hang around, those sense, um, it's also within that dating game. So let's say we heal from it and then we continue to come across assholes because creation is trying to test us again. When you get through that hard test, and it might even be as, as simple as meeting a guy at a bar, he tries to shoot a shot, and then you go through this longevity of talking to him and realizing he's an asshole, and now you're back to square one. Um, or, you you know, you're a guy, you've gone through this rough relationship, and then this woman comes along, and then you think that she's everything that you want her to be, and then she ends up being a total bitch and just manipulative and uh, an abuser, you know, whether it be abusing your finances or abusing you physically um, or even spiritually, <clears throat> and vice versa. Same, things go, same thing goes for men. If we don't diversify the type of people that we date um, based on attraction, because the first thing is physical attraction. So we become physically attracted to a person. And a lot of the time, the physical attraction seems to net uh, a certain type of person. So we might go for a certain type of guy and then that certain type of guy just seems to fall under the same umbrella as all the assholes. So sometimes we also have to date outside of the physical attraction in order to be able um, to not put up that guard, in order to not have those same type of fears, in order to be able to appreciate that kind of man or that, in this case, that kind of man. I know that answer was kind of all over the place, so I hope it equates. Um, but to be honest, that is the reason, um, in my opinion. The third question is, how can we better support one another? I'd like to see men and women as a collective be more open with expressing ourselves without the fear of judgment. Uh, This was partially the reason for creating this episode, to be honest. And it's because I feel like we talk so much about inclusion and unity within our culture, and yet we still can't get it together. And we focus on that negative instead of focusing on the positive in order to branch out and gain more members of this light. 
So I think that inclusion and unity and focusing on the inclusion and the unity is super important um, in order for us to be able to be better individuals. As in regards to support, I think that it's just a matter of being less afraid to say that we love one another and knowing that love doesn't just equate to an intimacy sexually because sometimes when people say things like I love you for instance every day I tell no matter who I'm talking to um especially through social media every morning I post you know grand rising family if nobody has told you today let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you and I mean that I like and I love almost every person I come across I like not too many people uh I like people who like me and I like people who don't like me uh I love everyone however and Love is such a strong word. The thing is, is that some people aren't capable of loving because they don't know what it feels like to be loved. So for me to be able to gift the amount of love that I am able to give to people who are not able to love themselves in order for them to gain the ability to love themselves, it's a very hard responsibility that I've taken on. However, I realize in doing that, I have also um, been able to include these people into a group of again, inclusion and unity so that that small circle of people in, in whom we're supporting each other based off of our term, uh, not our terminology of love, excuse me, was able to, um, was able to grow. So I think that that's also important is just understanding that love, um, support means love and love means support. And you can love anyone as long as that person is doing, um, everything that they are in order to bring light, love, joy towards not just you, but others. And you can clearly see that what they are doing, um, is working towards personal positive gain and to be able to spread the positivity to others. I think that, um, there's no reason not to support them and not to love them. So I think that they go hand in hand. Um, again, I hope that I know that was kind of all over the place, but I hope that equates. And the last thing, um, do you feel pressed from society to have a man as some kind of validation? Personally, no. I personally feel like a man does not validate who I am as a woman. I validate myself as a woman. And as a woman, I am all things without a man. A man is just an accessory. And a man is just a enhancement to my overall being. I'm already a beautiful being. I'm already validated in who I am. As I am, I am enough as I am. I know who I am. I am a strong black queen, a black goddess. And any man that comes into my life is literally an accessory and an enhancement. And and an accessory is just that it's to enhance what is already there. It's to add to what is already there, to add value to what is already there. So in that, the man that is my life partner, because um, for some reason, I just feel like I'm going to end up marrying a man. Uh my life partner is to be just that and they have to understand that I am coming into your life to be an accessory and to be an enhancement and you the same in mine. And through that, we are validating each other because we know that without each other, we are still enough to stand. Love is very important. And I feel like um, everybody wants some type of companionship at some point in their life. Nobody wants to be alone. It's just that what are you accepting within that? And a lot of women accept any type of man and having a man as validation for fully being a woman. I don't need a man to validate who I am. I'm a goddamn good woman without one. Um, a man is just an accessory. And when I say just, I mean it in definition at face value. That is the definitive answer that a man is the accessory. A man does not validate. And the same thing for a man. A, a woman should not validate who you are as a man. It is literally just an enhancement to who you are as an individual. 
Um, so no, I don't think that you need a man. Um, and I don't feel pressed from society to have a man. I don't give a fuck what society has to say, to be honest. I think social rule has just kind of fucked us up. And I feel like social rule has just kind of put us in a place where um, once you have a man, it's like cosmetic almost. Like it's to look good. Um, and a lot of people don't care what it comes with. And I'm not that person. So it, society could never press me to have a man. Um, society could never push me to a position to have a man. Society, in all honesty, um, needs to prepare itself for when I do have a man because um, you might not know about him. <laughs> it, it's just because of that. Because I don't, I, I really don't like what society does to people when they're in a relationship. Social media and just overall society in general just kind of doesn't allow any type of privacy in your life. And I think that that fucks with relationships and I think that that does something to a relationship so there should be some level of privacy now knowing that you're in a relationship is cool knowing that you have a man is great but again um setting the standard and setting the boundary that the man is just that come in all together you know come in completely be with me be my partner be be with me be my companion allow me to be those things for you let us lift each other up and be a reflection of each other however society does not have to be a part of that mind your fucking business that's how i look at it um from society standpoint um everybody wants you know to be able to, to be able to say that they have somebody, but society more so sets you up to be able to show that you have somebody, and I I don't think that that is um that's fair or even appropriate. So no, I don't feel like I'm pressed from society to have a man. I feel like uh I, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I I forget that companionship is even really a thing because I just I. I rock out by myself. So I know that companionship is important. I definitely, you know, wouldn't be uh, objective to a man coming into my life. It's just, I feel like at, at this point in my, in my life now, it's just like, it is what it is. And I think most women look at it like that now. Um, it, it is what it is. If he comes into my life, he does. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. I'm good with or without him. So I hope that made sense. <laughs> So that is this week's episode, guys. Again, this was Chakra Conversations. I really, really enjoyed doing this episode. And I really hope that this didn't come off as kind of like psychic readings or anything like that, because that wasn't the intent. The intention is just to show the ability that the black male has um, in order to be transparent and to gift answers and to start the shadow work. For each gentleman who did provide um, responses to these questions, I thank you so very much and really appreciate your participation. If you guys would please um, gift me some type of like P.O. box or even like your home address if you're comfortable so that I can send each of you um, something really special to me that I think would also be really special to you all. Um, so that I can get it to you guys as soon as possible. It's just uh, a little token of my appreciation just for doing what you've done. Um, because I don't know how easy this was for you. I don't know how deep you delve into yourself in order to be able to be transparent and how, um, how comfortable you are with transparency. I just thank you for what you've done and for setting the, um, overall objective for what I have planned for this segment. So, um, if you guys are interested in elaborating on any of your responses and doing an episode together, I definitely appreciate it. Um, if you, if any goddesses and if any Queens are interested, I would love to take on the task of doing this for you all as well and then having a follow-up episode um 
again this was just really really fun i thank each and every king for what they have done for this episode and what you guys have done for me um thank you for your questions i like you and i love you if you guys want to continue the conversation please 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 feel free to hit me up on instagram and twitter at dem chakras d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s um, make sure you guys DM me, make sure you guys, uh, talk back to me. I love to converse. I love to talk to you guys. I love, um, starting conversations. Let me know what you guys think. Um, educate me. Was there anything that I said that was incorrect or anything that, um, might be misleading? Talk to me, talk to me. I'm always eager to learn. Um, as well as send me your emails, send me emails. I want to talk to you guys. Any questions that you guys may have that you kind of want my insight on anything you guys kind of want to get off your chest. Um, Anything you just kind of want to talk about. And um, overall, just kind of make sure that we keep in touch, guys. Uh, The podcast is on several different platforms at this point. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, a couple other things. So um, you guys can catch me there. And I will talk to you lovely people next week.